Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm sharing my experience with the brain training app Brain.fm and interviewing Brain.fm CEO Dan Clark. I am very excited to share my conversation with Dan Clark from Brain.fm. I hope you enjoy this interview where we get into a little bit of the science behind how this music can really help our highly sensitive brains focus. If you're interested in getting a free trial of this app, listen to the end of the show and I will give you a code in the outro. Dan has generously shared 30 days of a free trial with our Emotional Badass listeners. So I will share that with you at the end of the show. I hope you enjoy the interview. I'm sitting here with Dan Clark, CEO of Brain FM. And I'm very, very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pumped to be here. Yay. So I'm very excited for my Emotional Badass audience because this gives me the opportunity to really talk about music as a healing modality and how music meets science and can really, really help us in the moments of our life. So tell me a little bit about what Brain FM is so that our audience knows what we're talking about. Yeah, of course. So Brain FM, we make functional music designed to help people focus, relax, and sleep on demand. So basically we create music, but we have rhythmic pulses that we're able to add to music that emulate certain neural patterns that we have in different kinds of states. So like deep focus, relaxation, or sleep. And by disguising these patterns in music, your brain, while you're listening to this music, is able to match those patterns and more easily transfer into those states and then lock into them. And this is a brand new technology that we've been able to develop called neural phase locking, um, and we have it patented. And uh, yeah, that's that's really the, the secret of Brain FM. That's really, really neat. Because I was even using your app right before we did this call. I was writing another episode and I mm-hmm. was using the focus. So I'm a highly sensitive person. And yep. what that really means for people that are like me and myself is that I'm, I'm a little bit like squirrel, a little bit like functional ADD because I'm a natural observer. My nervous system 
observes more than the average person. So if I'm observing more than the average person, it sure seems like I have a focusing problem. So a lot of highly sensitive people, when they work with me, they go, are you sure I don't have ADD? Yep. So I take kind of issue with that in terms of pathologizing some of what is natural for me. That if you look mm -hmm. at me and take a snapshot, sure, you can say that I have ADD. But really what I have is, is a focusing distraction because I'm observing so much. So when mm -hmm. I sit down to work, I've been using your app every single day for at least the last two months. I love the focus option because it gets me in that state and I'm able to really track and stay with what I'm doing until I'm ready to shift to the next thing. So can you tell us a little bit about what's different about each of the options that you offer? Because you offer yep. focus, sleep, meditate. What's the other one? Relaxation. And relaxation. Yes. Yeah. Tell us more. So there's a lot of stuff we can dive into. So I'm going to go all over the place and let me know if uh, you want to pull me back anywhere. Um, but before we do, I also want to say that I am the same exact thing as, as you are, where okay. I'm super observational around things. I'm very sensitive to the environments that I'm in. And I know that certain kinds of things really affect my ability to focus, or even sleeping, you know, whatever it may be. And you know, what's, what's really interesting too, and you, you hit a note of the ADHD versus not, it's very interesting too, because a lot of people think of that as I have it or I don't. Mm -hmm. And we actually have government grants from the National Science Foundation using and investigating our core technology as a treatment for ADHD um, and other kinds of modalities. And it's not a, you have it or you don't, it's a spectrum with everything. Mm -hmm. So everyone has a spectrum of ADHD. Everyone has a spectrum of sensitivity. Everyone has a spectrum mm -hmm. of all these different qualities and characteristics. And that's what makes us individual. And while we're, you know, trying to, you know, plug in, get work done mm -hmm. while we're also unique individuals, it's, it's sometimes challenging to do depending on, you know, who you are and what you're trying to do. Right. So specifically with our focus music, as I kind of briefly mentioned, we have these uh, neural patterns that we're applying to music. Right. And it's basically this on and off of these patterns in these different frequency bands. And what's happening is when your brain is listening to these patterns, what we're doing is we're aligning the functional networks of your brain to communicate more efficiently together, which allows us to basically help you shift your, your mental state based on what you're trying to do. So you don't necessarily need brain FM to get into deep focus. You have done it before, right? Mm -hmm. You know what it feels like, but what we're doing is we're allowing your brain to basically communicate to itself more efficiently, which allows you to switch into that. And then these patterns as you're, as you're listening to them, it's basically helping you keep there or, or stay in that state. And the actual secret is these patterns are both helping you lock in, but they're also doing other kinds of things, which we'll go into on probably deeper science, which is almost distracting you enough, but not distracting you too much. It's making it the music enjoyable, but it's not too enjoyable where it's distracting. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of balancing that we're doing when we're creating this music. And really the, the whole idea is that we're, we're emulating these patterns that we can observe when we do uh, EEG, fMRI, and different kinds of start tasking for the different types of mental states. 
So, you know, you mentioned that we, we do have focus, we have relax, we have sleep, we have meditation as well. And these all have different kinds of patterns. And when we go one step deeper, we actually have found we can do different, many different patterns besides just those. But when we're thinking about the activities that we're doing, those are really the main modalities that we find that people are doing. And then in some of our new apps that uh, are probably released by the time people are listening to this, we actually go one step further. So now you can say, okay, well, I'm focusing. What kind of focus are you doing? Well, I'm doing creativity, I'm learning, or I'm doing deep work. And, you know, all of those things combined, what we're really trying to do is, is give someone an on button to be able to say, okay, I need to get work done, put on this music and just, you know, jump in. That's so exciting. Like, I can't believe I'm so excited about technology because typically I'm telling people get off the phone because that's part of what <laughs> is creating more and more lack of focus and distractibility mm -hmm. and that inability to stay in one state is that we have these computers in our pocket that are distracting us constantly. So our distraction muscles are getting stronger. So being mm. able to have a tool that is the same tool that is distracting us to be able to use it to actually help us instead of the way that th that tech can kind of screw us over in this way is yep. so exciting to me. And that's really how it feels. So this app to me feels very different than if I were to just put on some classical music or if I were to just put on some acoustic something. That feels good, but you just explained to me what I've been experiencing. There's something about this sweet spot that mm -hmm. your tech knows how to hit that once yep. I'm in the groove of that feels so flowy and that state that has been so hard for me to just snap my fingers and create and waiting for that to fall out of the sky when I do as much creative work as I do is so hard. So I'm getting so much utility out of this. So please go on, explain more science. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, that's, that's really our mission. Our mission is to be able to give people that are everyone can everyone knows what all these different states are, mm -hmm. but it's the ability for us to control them. Yes. Because from you know, as a human, right, we're we're our bi we're biologically made for like ten thousand years ago, right? Mm -hmm. We haven't caught up evolutionarily. Old hardware. Yeah, we have yeah, exactly. old hardware. <laughs> right. We so we we are not used to having um these different kinds of things. And I believe that, and you may you had a really good point you hit, which is a tool right? Mm -hmm. It's all about the tools that we have. The only difference between us 10,000 years ago and now is not our biological systems. It's our tools that we surround ourselves with. And it's the, the ability to say, okay, well, for what I do in my profession, I need a hammer, I need a chisel, and I need this other thing, or maybe you need a saw, or maybe you need something else, you know? And, and it's it's really about finding that. So, um, you know, I, I think BrainFM is that tool to allow people to do it, and what's really interesting about Brain FM is this has been tried before. So we didn't invent the idea mm -hmm. of using music to jump into, you know, different kinds of states. And people already do that. So if you go on Spotify or you search YouTube, you can find many, many songs that try to do focus. And there's even other ones which are like isochronic or bi uh, binaural beats. Mm -hmm. We actually do something completely different, which is that neural phase locking. And we can go into deeper levels of science, but the, the main difference is that we believe science first. So it's not about, well, we believe this is working. You know, we have 2 million people that also believe this is working. It's really important for us to have testing and to start from a, a place of, well, why? So for example, like you, and this is very well known, right? If you hear lyrics, when you're listening to music, it's distracting because yep. you're like parsing it. 
right? Mm -hmm. One step further is, is something called salience, which is the difference between sounds. So if, mm -hmm. if a symbol goes up, it takes your, your attention to that place because you have to think of 10,000 years ago, you're in a forest, you need to hear that, that twig crack because mm -hmm. there's a lion coming to get you, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so really, we've been able to go really deep and understand all of the ways that our brain perceives sound and then be able to create music that, you know, follow those procedures but then we go one step further with these amplitude modulations that we're adding to different band frequencies, because what we're able to do is when you're listening to that, it actually um, aligns with functional networks, redistributing how blood is flowing in your brain in real time. And it takes about five minutes for that to work. And then the effect lasts as long as you're listening to it. And it's funny because I, you know, I talk and I, and I, we, we can go into this later. Like I, I didn't start the company. I was a user first and I was skeptical okay. as well. But it's really amazing because this is similar kinds of technology that MIT and other kinds of breakthrough organizations are using to treat Alzheimer's and other kinds of things. We're really taking bleeding edge neuroscience where we have neuroscientists on our team and we're pulling it into a consumer product um, so we can learn and make the product better as science learns it rather than waiting like six years through academia. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very cool. So what did you do before this? Yeah. So before this, um, I've always been in tech. Um, I, I'm one of those guys that dropped out of high school and started uh, building out websites and apps for people okay. and uh, did that for a while and found out that I could basically use business and tech to help people achieve their goals. I first started in a martial arts school. That was one of my first jobs when I was 16. And I built out a bunch of martial arts websites and found out that you know I could really help him. It's really important about martial arts because I'll get back to that in a second. But, you know, I loved helping people and I found out through tech, I could help people help more people. So why mm -hmm. not? Right. And then I started um, finding I was good at it and kept going and I kept trying to like just do more and more. And then I eventually found myself being digital director of an advertising agency and, you know, doing very large deals. And I really found myself in a place where I, I optimized for financial, you know, gains and I was doing really well, but I wasn't really happy. You know, I, I didn't feel like I was actually helping anyone. Um, one of my things, and that's why I brought up with martial arts, is I used to teach martial arts and I was the, you know, the chunky shy kid that came in and, and was really, you know, like not sure of himself. And I turned into, you know, someone that was confident. I got, I got picked on so badly and, and, you know, high school and middle school and through martial arts, which is the tool in my life that let me be the best person or the best version of myself. So then fast forward, I'm, I'm being, you know, digital director of this company. I don't feel satisfied. I feel like I'm searching for something and I ended up quitting my job and saying, I'm going to help people through tech. And it was just about two weeks, three weeks later when I came across Brain FM when it launched. And I, I was very into the space, very interested in, in, in health and all that and tried similar products before. And I was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and I remember putting it on my first time and taking my headphones out and being blown away. Mm -hmm. So I used to work from 10 p.m. at night to 4 a.m. That was my magic flow zone, which I could find. And I remember using this in like the afternoon and finding the same flow state I could trigger, you know, at 10 PM, anytime I wanted. And I was like, I have to be part of this company. And in, even back then, you know, I, I was like, this is a tool that can help people be the best version of themselves. And that's something that, you know, I think it's really hard to find 
a tool that's that's digital that anyone in the world can use. And it doesn't matter if you speak English, French, or Mandarin, it matters that you're human. And that's what really draw, drew me to the company. I started working for free, started becoming the tech guy um, and really led the tech team. And then uh, I guess three years later, I became CEO and getting ready to do a really huge brand relaunch and, and take the company to the next level. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride, yeah. Yay, well, I'm so excited <laughs> to have you on. You Thank know, you. one of my favorite things about the application is, is that I don't have to pick a song. Mm. Yep. It's like a Netflix problem, right? If you want to watch something and then you have to pick from this abundance that we have, and then mm -hmm. there's like analysis paralysis and decision-making uh -huh. struggles. I love that I just get to tell it what I want to feel or what I'm about to do. And it mm -hmm. gives it to me. Like I don't have to go through and choose. I don't have to create a playlist. It just mm -hmm. gives it to me. Am I understanding correctly that it never gives me the same song twice? So there are some songs that it will give you. It really depends on your usage and, okay. and your listen through. It can give you more songs, but we have, geez, uh, like 12,000 hours of music overall. So wow. uh, we have quite a lot. Um, we have uh, human composers that work with AIs to basically smart assemble this music. But, you know, really the, the, the secret is it's not about really what the music sounds like past maybe the first 10 minutes of your listening experience, okay. because eventually it just kind of like goes in the background, right? I've noticed that in a, in a way that was sort of like trippy, like, wait, <laughs> yeah. like waking up or, or having this feeling of, oh, the speaker went out, the music's not there. And then realizing, no, 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 it is there. It's just sort of faded. It, it's sort of like become like we. I've become one with the music maybe in that moment, <laughs> yep. and I don't know any difference. So it's it's as if I can't even hear it, which is mm -hmm. really neat. Do you get that experience, or is that my own weird quirk? No, that's. I mean, so different people to different sensitivity levels will have the okay. same effect. So it's through the process of entrainment, um, which you have that effect. So. Um, you know, I was telling how those those uh, different rhythmic pulses, you match them in your brain. Mm -hmm. It's through these mirror... Um, mirror neurons? You know, like, yeah, these mirror neurons okay. that we have to music. Um, I mean, it, it's not exactly that. It's it's more about the, the process of listening to these um, these modulations and them spreading throughout the brain. So you have this, okay. this pulsing that starts in one area of your brain and then it spreads to the, the next. But those patterns, uh, your brain basically starts knowing what the pattern is and starts thinking about what the next one is. So then your brain is not really focusing on the music per se. It's really focusing on that pattern, which is the desired effect. So you're not really listening to the music anymore. You're really all of your energy and attention is going towards what you're working on. Ah. And we do like 3D techniques and things like that. So it actually, when you have ear earphones in, it sounds like the music is in front of you slightly. Mm. And it's all designed to draw your attention to the thing that you're working on. We're oh, opposed to relax so cool. or sleep. Yeah. When relax or sleep, we actually make it feel, if you really pay attention to it, the music will sound or feel like you're rocking because it's actually going back and forth in a certain kinds of pattern through 3D sound. But everything from the ground up is really designed from um, a perspective of how do we make someone get to this mental state this is the goal. And then how can we start from the ground up to do that? You know, traditional music, they basically make music and they're like, this sounds like focus. Let's put it in the focus category mm -hmm. where we say, okay, well, what is the brain pattern that we're first creating? Okay, cool. And then now for this activity, 
where does their energy or attention need to go to? Focus is the most effective because it's actually easiest. It's usually right in front of you, writing, drawing, painting, typing, things like that, where relax and sleep are a little bit different. But we're then creating almost like the scaffolding of how we're creating the music. And then the music and how it sounds, like the genres and things like that, is really like the facade of this this skyscraper that we're building. And yeah, it's all combined together to, you know, get you to where you need to be and then stay there. Very neat. Okay. So I have a question for you. Maybe you have a descriptor for this. So if focus is sort of forward and if that's what the music is doing is, is putting us in this forward, almost like blinders on kind of Mm -hmm. state of just forward motion, what are the states of relaxation and sleep? What are they like? Yeah. So there's two different modalities in there. One is that, you know, focus is, you have to think about almost like the speed of your brain and what we're doing. So if you listen really closely, the music is actually faster in focus, right? Where relaxed, it's a little bit slower and sleep is even slower than that, right? We always recommend headphones for people that are using focus because of the fast modulations in the music where relax and sleep, it's not as necessary. It's still best for results for it. But the reason why I say that is because uh, when you're in these relaxed and these sleep states, they're, they're different there are different outcomes. Like, obviously you want to get, you know, to relax state for sleep state, but that means different for a lot of different people because people have different perception of what relaxing is. Some people that's meditating, some people that's just chilling out on their couch and just taking five seconds, even sleeping. Everyone sleeps very differently, you know? And what we've done in relax and sleep is actually uh, those different kinds of patterns. So instead of for example, forward energy, I would say relax, recharge, and even meditation is more of like a, like a winding, like the, mm. and this is more of 3d sound. It's kind of like wrapping around you a little bit. Again, uh, like, this in, isn't like, like an enveloping you. Yeah. It's like enveloping you. It's like okay. kind of rotating around you. It's not as, you know, like the hallmark of our music is not the, the 360. That's one of the things, but in, in sleep, um, in the same kind of thing, we're kind of doing a rocking motion. So you're going back and forth, ah. kind of, kind of like in a rocking chair. Or something so like lulling that. it's lulling. You. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the real mechanism is actually those modulations that we're adding that in focus are really fast and in a high frequency in these different kinds of, um, band brand frequencies. And then in relax and sleep, they're much longer and slower because what we're trying to do is have your brain really calm down, you know, especially, you know, so like, I'm sure we can all relate. It's like when you, when you're laying in bed and you have to go to bed and you have a thousand things on your mind, right. You have like the monkey Mm -hmm. in your mind. I call it, Mm -hmm. you need that. You need to like calm that. And what we're doing is when we're playing our sleep music, we're playing like music that people associate with sleeping. Second is we're playing these, these modulations really long and slow. Mm-hmm. And then we have these, these 3D sounds and things like that. And they're all, again, combined to help you slow down and like quiet the monkey in your head. And then mm-hmm. it helps you, you know, more fall asleep. Yeah. Nice. So Brain FM is like the banana. It's it kind of. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> it mm-hmm. settles and soothes. It gives the monkey what it wants so it can quiet down. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting and, and it's probably it's easier to to see and focus is that again, we, we already said that anyone can focus, right? It's just, it's really hard to focus when we have all these of these things competing for our attention all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we almost have like, 
I don't think anxiety is the right word, but like other things that are vying for attention that we don't want to forget, you know, like in now today, it's not just texting, it's Facebook messenger, texting, WhatsApp, Instagram, snap, you know, there's like nine different protocols. Like, did I remember to check them all? You know, like you have all these things that are popping up. And even when we try to quiet them all, because we're like, these apps are designed to compete and grab our attention, you know, they're really addictive. And while we're doing focus, one of the reasons why having and using brain FM focus is really helpful is we're kind of quieting that, that, you know, we're giving the banana, we're, we're distracting you just a little bit. So you're able to really pay attention to the stuff that you're doing and, you know, be able to do it as long as you need. And, and like you said, it's more of a habit that we, we have. So this is a button that you can press, but it's more, it's better when you press it, you know, as part of your, your ritual of saying, this is what I need to do to work. I'm going to drink an iced coffee and I'm going to, you know, turn on brain FM. And I'm going to work for 90 minutes, whatever it may be. Nice. So I'm super interested in the potential for healing mm-hmm. because I work with so many people who would sit on a post-traumatic stress yep. spectrum. So mm-hmm. when the brain is overactive and hypervigilant and hyper-aware constantly, so many people are exhausted by mm. that just because it is exhausting to be in that state. And yep. if you've been in that state since being a small child or even from birth, because you come from a dysfunctional family, mm-hmm. your, your system is so raw for lack of a yep. better descriptor, just so raw that I think music and dealing with um, how our brain activity actually works is really, really key and such an effective tool to be able to get mind and body calm and centered and into a peaceful state again. Because Mm -hmm. even if we're focusing, that's a peaceful state. That is a peaceful state. And so for a mind and a body that really has not known what peaceful feels like because the world Mm -hmm. has been so scary or traumatic that they're constantly paying attention outwardly, to be able Mm -hmm. to just focus in is so therapeutic. And it's such a muscle that is atrophied in people Mm -hmm. who have post-traumatic stress that we need a lot of practice. But just looking at somebody going, yeah, practice being calm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Thanks for the tip. Like, you know, like if I knew how to do that, like therapists and coaches really wouldn't have much of a profession. And so because we can't just snap our fingers and go, oh yeah, I know I need to be calmer right now, or I know I need to focus. I know I need to stop overthinking. Mm. It's not that easy. So we really do need these tools in this modern world that is constantly inviting us to be in a different state, to be able to have more of a sense of control, not just over the work that we're getting done, but over our own energy, over our own bodies, over the difference between a calm state and an activated stress, fight or flight or freeze state. Mm-hmm. Y'all done any research about how this works for trauma survivors? So we haven't done research in this. This okay. is something that we, we uh, definitely wanna do. Um, we have a lot of people that come to us with PTSD as well as um, other mm-hmm. kinds of different things that they're working through. Mm-hmm. We, we have a love letter channel where people you know, write all this stuff about you know, the things that they've changed. One of the things that I think comes up for a lot in those channels is how this is like almost like training wheels. So it's really hard to your point, say like, just relax. Sometimes people they're like, I am relaxing and they don't know or have ever felt the presence of true relaxation. Yes. And what's really cool is, is using a program like this where you're 
you know, you're just listening to music. It's not meditation where you have to do it for 30 days. It'll actually start affecting you in the first five minutes. People have reached really deep levels of relaxation and they write in, they're like, I have never felt this relaxed ever. I haven't slept like this in, you know, however many years. And you really showed me the way. So that's something that's really powerful to just kind of show people that. Other things that we find in like healing in the medical space is a lot of different kinds of communities that, that really gravitate towards us. So we definitely have PTSD. We have a lot of people um, with ADHD and we have a lot, a lot of literature to understand, you know, how that affects, but we also do things for um, autism spectrum as well. Um, So the world autism network, you know, we, uh, we give up, we sponsor and a lot of people use us through that network. And what's really interesting is some of the other medical applications that we're starting to investigate. So a lot of these are in pre-pilot stages, but um, for example, we're doing stuff with pre and post-op. So, you know, surgery, you're going in, you're getting anesthesia. It's scary, right? You, depending on the level of operation, are you going to wake up? You know, like it's, it's, it's really, really stressful. And it's actually interesting because there's a lot of literature to show that the more stress you are going to surgery affects the outcome of the surgery, but also the healing of it because of the, the anxiety triggers inflammation. It can um, be and bleeding and bleeding. I can speak to this. So would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. When when we write a hypnosis script... I wouldn't necessarily do surgery without pain meds. That would not be something I would sign up for. Mm -hmm. But when hypnosis has been studied for the brain before surgery, the way that they do that is they, they basically write a hypnosis script and you talk to the body to get the subconscious mind on board Mm -hmm. with, Hey, when the surgeon is going to cut you, that's Mm -hmm. not a fight or flight situation. Because when we're cutting this barrier of skin, the body on a subconscious level goes, oh no, danger, something's wrong. Nervous system kicks on, fight or flight, pumping. And so we bleed a lot because we're pumped up, ready to fight or haul ass and run away from whatever the scary, dangerous thing is. So Mm -hmm. we work through hypnosis script using words and language to tell the subconscious body, hey, these doctors are on your team. They're going to cut you. And when they cut you, basically, this is a good thing. They're on your team. And so we work Mm. with that. So when that's studied, what we know is that the body bleeds much, much, much less. Mm -hmm. And it Mm -hmm. heals so much more quickly from being in that calm state of, oh, this is good for me, what's about to happen, instead of, oh, God, am I going to die? What's going to happen here? going into it with fear-based stuff. So the application of your technology 
with music has the propensity to do, in my opinion, what hypnosis does with language. Totally. Yeah. And it's very interesting because in our pre, so we did the, the experiment that we ran that we're going to be entering pilots with is basically putting this before. So, so uh, listening to this 30 minutes before surgery starts, yes. um, someone goes to, through anesthesia. We actually take the headphones off because of medical reasons and stuff like that before we do a full pilot. But then afterwards, we actually put recovery music on and it's opposite right? So it's instead of getting someone to like feel really relaxed and really safe and you know, all these things, maybe from a subliminal or from a uh, neural pattern uh, perspective, we do, okay, now it's time to wake up and it's time to, you know, instead of feeling groggy, because it actually shows the way you wake up from surgery actually affects your recovery just as much. And it sounds like, you know, more about this than I do, but uh, we started seeing that. And we, in some of our, again, preliminary studies, um, we're seeing that people are waking up 200 to 300% faster, recovering and exiting the hospital faster. And it, it's interesting because, you know, there's, there's definitely an intersection between things that we've always done and then finding that it's not like something way radically different. It's just like a small, you know, ad. So we're, we're really, I'm really interested in figuring that stuff out because if we can help people have better surgical experiences, like, and help people you know, live longer lives, then that's great. We're also doing things with pain management, like chronic pain stuff. That's way too early to say. Um, And then other things with Alzheimer's and and stroke care and things like that. So really interesting. You know, one, one thing that's really important to brain FM is that again, we are science first, but one of our mission statements is really as we, you know, are able to have more, you know, people that are using us, it's, it's really able to help fund our science directly because we use a portion of our money to fund your own science to then learn more and then make the, you know, so this is it's basically this cycle upwards on how the company is designed. And it's really important for us because from a user first, I want to see how can I make this the most effective for me personally, and then share it with everyone else. But then also too, like, this isn't just a consumer play. This is a, how can we really understand the, the limits of this technology and really help people through what people have always tried to do with, with sound. And we've kind of figured it out, I think, a little bit more. And we have a lot of science backing to show that. So I think it's our duty to really, you know, really dive in and really discover how we can use this for for good. That is awesome. I am so inspired and pumped. I cannot wait to watch what you continue to do and get to experience what you continue to put into the world. Thank you for doing what you do. My pleasure. Thanks. Yay. Is there anything else that you want to share with my audience? Uh, you know, we were talking earlier before this, uh, just, you know, about, um, your audience and and even the beginning about like, you know, being, um, you know, sensitive. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think for my whole life, I kind of was told that that was like, not good. And now I've learned that it's like an extreme superpower and it's really just the change of perspective because if you are that sensitive, then it takes even less for you to understand what's going on. You know, it's, it's, it's even, it's, it's like, especially over the last few years, you know, tra- transitioning into being CEO and being un- able to understand, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. Um, it's just, I think it's, it's a really, it's a privilege um, to have it. And, and sometimes it's overwhelming because anxiety and all these other things come from it. Mm-hmm. But, but it's also like when you fully figure out how to like handle it or, or have a better grip on it, I think it's, it makes you unstoppable. And um, that's something that I know 
if I could talk to myself five years ago, that's something I needed to hear. So I want to share that. Ah, uh, thank you so much. Well, you're singing my song. I mean, I am a firm, <laughs> I am a firm believer that it's the highly sensitive people in the world that are really going to change the world. And the more grounded that we get and the more confident that we get in who we are and that we work through the ways that until we understand our sensitivity, it really does feel like a burden. When we come from family systems that don't understand sensitivity, you're, you're a guy, you know, for generations, for eons, guys have been told stop being sensitive and called every name in the book when you show yep. sensitivity. So I'm thrilled to have a man naming that sensitivity is a superpower here on the show. I used to teach a workshop called sensitivity is superpower, you know, okay. because it really, yeah. really is. It really is. Yeah. And when you, when you see more people stepping into that with a sense of pride and a sense of ownership, you know, I, I have learned the hard way that when I'm out in the world, if something makes me tear up, you know, the smile of a baby, somebody can just look beautiful and radiant. And I might tear up and overwhelm. I might see somebody have a really precious little moment where they, they kiss each other or they hug. And I just, I'm blown away by the humanity of that moment. And I've learned how to look at someone if I tear up and look at the barista and go, it's okay. I'm sensitive and I'm strong. And I watch people process that like, huh, huh, yeah. that's right. You can be sensitive and strong. So I think mm -hmm. there are people like me and like you and people who are listening to my show right now who are walking the world, sort of waving the flag of sensitivity is a superpower. And I'm so happy to have you on sharing that. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's, that's why I wake up every single day is because if I can enable everyone to be able to feel like it's a superpower, not in three years, but in the next 30 minutes, that's, that's what, that's what we're doing here. And there's a lot of people that, you know, are in the same boat. You know, it's just about the tools that we have to enable us to be, you know, we just, we're, we're missing the cape, right? We're looking for our cape for our superhero outfit. And that's, that's, that's my job is to, to make everyone be their own superhero. I want to thank Dan Clark for sharing his time and his energy with us today. If you are interested in getting a free 30-day trial, you can go to brain.fm backslash redeem, R-E-D-E-E-M, backslash emotional badass. That'll give you a free 30-day trial. And I can't stress it enough. Since I have been using this app, I can feel my brain training on productivity. I'm getting deeper, fuller sleep. So if you want to try this out and see if it helps you in your life too as a highly sensitive person, go to brain.fm backslash redeem backslash emotional badass. At the end of that 30-day free trial, if you want to start a membership, you can also get 20% off by using coupon code emotional badass. We'll include these links and codes in the description of this episode as well. And I hope y'all enjoy that very generous gift from Dan Clark and Brain.fm. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Light and love. And I'll see you right here next time. Bye-bye.
Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com.